another Bradley Basics podcast. And, um, got a really special guest that has me in New Jersey today. We did a little work today for our, our regular jobs, and uh, he's crashing at the place. We're gonna he's gonna watch you play some hockey later tonight, so that'll be interesting. Maybe we'll take a video or something. Uh, yeah, Wyatt Man. So, hey, Big Wyatt. What's what, going on? Uh, what's, what's going your, on, Wyatt? What's your theme song? Is it um, his little uh, "Thank You for Being a Friend"? What, little what, Betty White uh, but, reference there. What's that? It's Golden Girls. A oh, Golden Girls? <laughs> a theme song for what? From Golden Girls. That's oh, the yeah. Theme song. I'm just wondering what your theme song is for Bradley Basics. Oh, for, for Bradley Brad- Basics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't really have one. That's, oh. a, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I know Connor's put together that. Yeah, that I think nice it's like a... intro. It's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's his, that's his uh, intro that he put together. I think it's, you know, I think there's kind of a hockey mm. NHL type of thing. Okay, okay. So, yeah, no, I should probably get a theme song. Yeah. I'm trying to think what it... Try to do a little licensing. Maybe some Ted Nugent, you know, Sweaty Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. He's got some, he's got some, uh, he's got some songs. Sure. You know, yeah. so. You can shoot some guns in the backyard, too. Yeah, right. Where does that guy live? He lives in Michigan, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, Wyatt's in town. Uh, he's a big sales manager now, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And uh, so, you know, at, at our company, we have different divisions, and there's a division that's a uh, hard automation division and, and why it's the, the manager of that. And we're going to, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it. It's a pretty big deal. How many people you got reporting to you now? Uh, I think technically four. So four. okay. Yeah. I mean, we're a, we're a smaller division of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I think technically a, a subsidiary based out of Canada. Okay. So we're, uh, we're headquartered in, uh, Mississauga. That's our, our hard automation or mechanized automation. So where, is that close to Toronto? Yeah. We're I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, something. That's cool. Far. Yeah. So what's that like? What's that area like? Oh, dense. Very dense. A lot of people. Um, but I would say, you know, I've been up there a couple times now, and uh, it's it's like any populated city. Mm-hmm. Well, how many people work in the division overall? You got four that report oh, to you, and then... Yeah, I think in our in the mechanized group, maybe 30 or 40. That, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Why would someone mechanize their work? Well, so in uh, in this case... You know, we at, at Lincoln we looked at, at automation in kind of two categories, right? So flexible automation that would be your robotics, uh, you know, your six-axis robot arms. Mm-hmm. In our group, we look at uh, mechanization as a as a, kind of a simple automation. So we're doing linear welds, straight welds. Um, we're going to be manipulating a part, typically under a torch, under a weld head, or we're gonna we're gonna do a you know longitudinal weld, circumferential weld on a part. So Anything that's more or less straight, straight welding. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's where our group kind of takes over. Okay, that's, yeah, that's cool. So, h- how do you think that market is? The what's the current state of that market? There's some opportunity. So, like like most uh, most industries right now, we're we're dealing with labor shortages. So, okay, you know, prime example is one of the customers we went to today. They just they can't find the the people to do the work. Mm-hmm. So, what's their alternative? Either a they don't take on more work. They, you know, become, they, they handle whatever they can, right? They're at capacity or they look at ways to, uh, to automate, right? right. To, to be more productive, um, find efficiencies, things like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're in an inflationary, uh, environment, not only in manufacturing, but in, you know, in general. And so the way to get out of that is to increase productivity. So it looks like hard automation is one of those kind of solutions to, to do that right yeah absolutely so anything that uh 
that we can do to, to help our customer base be a little bit more efficient. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. So how do you like this sales manager role that you have? You have what you said, you have four people reporting to yeah. you. So what is it? Do you have meetings with them and you, you yeah, lay so, out goals or what, how does that work? Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because, uh, I live in Cleveland, so that's based outside of our, I guess, world headquarters. Mm -hmm. And by taking this job, I didn't have to move up to Canada, which was a, a nice caveat there. Uh, but you know, there's, I've got to stay connected to the, the employees that, that, uh, are on my team. And so the way, the way that I've been managing that is like most people through COVID has been through WebExes and, and, you know, any type of, uh, meetings, whether it's phone calls, um, more virtual. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, but I try to get up to Canada twice every like two months. Um, so I've been up there, you know, twice now, which, uh, I've got a third one scheduled here in a, the next month. Um, so part of that is, you know, making sure that I stay connected with the guys and, uh, and we, we you know, we're in communication daily, so mm -hmm. it's, it hasn't been too difficult. I think that's been the, the real benefit to what the world's going through right now is finding new ways to, to stay connected. Right. Right. I, I mean, I think through this pandemic, the WebEx, Zoom, Teams meeting, you know, any of the different types of platforms have been very, very effective. I think that even, even if there wasn't like a COVID environment, I think that's a better way to do, do a lot of things these days. You can bring more people into, into the situation, you know, yeah. the, flip travel, side, you know? the flip side though, is you have to like, everybody wants to schedule a WebEx meeting. Mm -hmm. So you need to manage your time effectively. Right. So it's, do I really need to be on this call? Um, those are questions that I have to ask myself regularly. It's like, right. everybody wants to do a meeting. So, right. Right. Like the what you were doing one today in the car when we were driving. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's cool. Uh, well, you know, how are your career plans going? So far, so good. Uh, so I've been with Lincoln 16 years now. So uh, in those 16 years, I've moved from Cleveland to New York, New York to D.C., D.C. back to Cleveland, and now managing the group in, uh, in Mississauga. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, this is the stage that I wanted to be at in terms of management, getting the, the personnel experience of, mm -hmm. of working with a team. Um, and it's so far, it's been great. Uh, I think the benefit to working for the Canadian division is they're a smaller organization. We're flexible. We're agile. Um, so when things need to change, we're, we're able to change a little faster than per se our, our larger organization as a whole. I, at least I, that's how I, I perceive it to be. So um, we've got some, some projects right now that we're trying to do, do things just a little differently. Right. So, yeah, like what? Well, we've got a positioner platform, right? So we, uh, we sell positioning equipment that would be a tilt, rotate type table. Um, yeah. So for the audience, a positioning equipment is something that moves a part of a certain weight, mm -hmm. certain geometry. Right. Right. Yeah. Typically mm -hmm. a cylinder type system. So, or a cylinder part, cylindrical part. So, uh, the positioner will hold that part. And then it'll rotate it at a certain RPM. And then it, uh, a lot of our positioners have the ability to lift those, or we call that a tilt. So it'll tilt that part up to a, either a vertical or, or horizontal position, depending on where you need to be. And, uh, and then you can weld in the, in the flat position, which is the most right. efficient, right? All right. So nice. So you're coming up with a new platform for that, you said? Yeah. So historically, we've treated our positioning equipment like uh, an automation product, which is, you know, we kind of say, hey, here's the price. And if you're working with distribution, we will reduce that by 10%, right? That's kind of been the standard model for a long time. Um, but the positioning equipments, those are standard products mm -hmm. in my mind. So 
you know, it was part of getting the team reoriented to say, hey, why don't we sell this like a standard piece of equipment, like a welding machine, mm -hmm. right? So we're selling welding machines. We have a, a net price. We have different distributor categories or, um, or discount structures. So let's set it up as a traditional product. So we, we have our MSRP price, right? Our, our suggested retail price. And then we've got our distributor pricing or our end user pricing. And so we can, uh, the, the benefit there is our sales force. They're used to that model. They're used to working with that, that type of uh, pricing structure. Mm -hmm. And so to make it easier for them to sell positioners, like we want to sell more positioners. So in order to do that, we, I needed to make it easier for our salespeople to understand like, how do we price this and how are we competitive? And so that's been, uh, that's, that's been good. one of the, the projects that I've Well, probably you can free up some time from the other guys that were actually quoting that all the time, right? Oh, have them, yep. you know, have them focus on something that requires it. Yeah. Quoting yeah. engineer. That's a great point. So right. they would get an RFQ in to, to quote a positioner and it's like, they've got to go through the whole quoting process to quote that positioner versus, Hey, here's, you know, here's the part number. Here's the pricing. Here's your, your cost. Boom, yeah. Done. So That's good. the next step is to publish that pricing, much like it's in our price book. So it's amazing, though, how it just takes things. It takes a long time to do anything, right? So what to put it just, in the price book? You mean? Well, you know, it, it seems simple, but then going through and getting the right pricing structured, and then the admin aspect of it, like you know, we've got to get those prices loaded, and then getting it on the website, we got to make sure the pictures are updated, and there's there's yeah, a who lot. does all that. Well, when you're working for a small division, you kind of, you, you do it. So, I mean, I've, I've been working with, uh, we've got an admin um, lady who's, who's helping out on some of that, but the, the rest of the stuff is going to fall on my shoulders or working with marketing to, uh -huh. to see that through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once you kind of get the structure put together, right. it might be just easy to manage. Yeah. Oh, it's important. And everybody goes to the website. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But keeping up to date and. You know the BradleyBasics.com website. I mean, I I update that, but you know, just I have it. I set up like a posting function. Hmm. Uh, sometimes I go in there and I kind of look at some of the other pages. I might kind of rewrite it a little bit, but yeah. But you've got a lot of parts, and you know, the pricing got to be right. Make sure right. that's not not oh, inaccurate. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. So so what what has gone according to plan? You know, in your your career path here to become a manager. Um. Okay. So from that perspective, it's what's gone. So I went back and got my MBA a few years ago. Yeah. We with, talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. With the idea of, Hey, I want to be a manager. Well, mm -hmm. that, that took another, I think five years before I got there. So the last role I was, uh, I was a key account representative or specialist. So, uh, I did that for a, a few years and that got me to the, to the next level. Right. So that gave me an, that gave me a broader perspective of our customer base, a especially the larger, the larger end users mm -hmm. uh, in the automotive industry. So it was a really good experience from that perspective, um, you know, contract negotiations and, and just, again, dealing with large end users, it's, it's different than dealing with smaller mom and pops. Right. So right. that was a good, good learning experience. Um, but that got me to, to the next level. And so here I am, uh, hopefully I can do this for a few years and get the experience and then, yeah, that's the great. Next, the that's next impressive. Challenge. Yeah. It's impressive. It's impressive. Uh, you know what? What is? Yeah, you know, we talk about what's go, gone gone according to plan. You know, hasn't? You know, how did you adapt? Mm. You know, when things didn't go according to plan, or yeah, there. You did know, you just I, rely on your MBA or your experience? Or well, I mean, we've. I think everybody in 
so I, again i've i hired out of college to lincoln so for the last 16 years lincoln pretty much the only company that i've i've worked for right and uh it's it's one of those things where I think when you're with a company long term, there's always going to be those bumps, right? There's always going to be a, a personnel conflict, um, or you know, things just maybe you get bored in a in a position, right? So I, I have a tendency to you know three to five years, I'm I'm ready for that next challenge. So I've hit I've I've hit that a couple of times in my career mm-hmm. where you know then you start thinking, well, should I look outside the company, right? Or there's a situation where you know maybe you were promised something and. And that didn't come to fruition, so you're now you're a little bit angry. And if you're not communicating that, then, um, then you know you start looking outside the company. So I, I I have done that. I mean, yeah, I think it's I don't think it's unhealthy to to ever you know look outside and see if there's something. Well, no, I think just self evaluation, yeah. figuring out what you want to do, and right. how you can not be bored. Yeah, stay motivated. I don't yeah. think anybody wants a bored employee. No, I mean that's not. No, but and I would someone say open around the office. Yeah, I would say for the, the the most part, like the people that I work with, you know, uh, it's it's very much like a family structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here in Sean Bradley's <laughs> little know, podcast, little room. podcast. You know, yeah, yeah, we got Batman in the <laughs> yeah rocking out, and uh, yeah. I got the little you know, I could lay down on this couch and yeah, sure, well, do yeah, a little, you could do it all in here. <laughs> a little counseling session. <laughs> yes, yeah. counseling session. Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah. I need some counseling. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, back to the the point, like Lincoln's been a good company. It's, yeah. I've made uh, some really good relationships and uh, that's, you know, realistically, that's what. Yeah, it's getting younger. I'll tell you that. We yeah. talked about that today driving. So I think it's a good sign. And I think you're positioned, you know, right there to be the next, uh, you know, next uh, leader. Yeah. Higher level leader, you know? Well, we, we, you know, we talked about that in the car today. It's like, you, you, you got to be careful. It's, you don't want you know, it's one of those things where you need to be not only a good, like, good performer, but you got to build that trust and that, that, um, you know, I don't know, that camaraderie and there's more that goes into it, right? To yeah. I mean, you got way. people now, you got four people that are reporting to you, yeah. four people that need, you know, leadership and, you know, they, they've been there for a while longer than you and they've, there's an established hierarchy and you got to make sure you recognize what people do and, Make sure you don't discount that, and right, and then try to, um, you know, grow that and gain that motivation. Because you know everybody, uh, it's a, I think it's a Pareto principle, and if I'm saying it right, you know, like once an organization gets to a certain size, like twenty percent of the people do eighty percent of the work, mm. right? So sure. you're still kind of a young organization, so a lot of people are doing a lot of work, and yeah, a lot of hats. We're, we all wear multiple hats. Yeah, you can't just throw that out the window. Right. That's not cool, and and um, you know that's where the that's where the you know, the real leadership comes in and, you know, the emotional intelligence that everybody talks about and, and, you know, that's, that's where you're at, I think, you know? Well, right now I'm at a point where, um, you know, we're setting our 2022 goals, Mm -hmm. right? And we, I think we have to have these in by like February 11th. So, which is not what next week. Oh yeah, it is. Is it this week? Yeah. It's like the seventh or eighth. So I've been, I've been telling my guys like, Hey, okay, let's, let's look where we need three to five goals. Right. Mm -hmm. But I want those goals to help drive the business forward, right? So, you know, historically it might be like, you know, one of their goals may have been make sure Salesforce is up to date or something like that, right? But that's not driving our business forward. And so... Yeah, that's just a... That's a micro... It's admin. Yeah, Yeah, that's admin. admin. So now it needs to get done, but does that have to be a goal? I I don't think so. Well, the way to make that a goal is 
to, you know, teach somebody at a higher level how to use like an application like Salesforce, like we spoke about, like how to manage mm-hmm. their business. And, you know, what I've always found out when I was working, I mean, I'm not a manager, but when I was working and trying to, if you can get your goals and the group or individual goals that align with, with your goals of some, maybe it's just one, maybe it's two, maybe it's a lot. And then every time you work together with that individual, then you're just working on mutual goals. Mm-hmm. And there's just this self-motivation that starts, you know? Right. So, you know, that might be the challenge with these four individuals that have been there for a while. And maybe you just ask them like what, you know, what their goals are mm-hmm. and see if that lines up with what, you as a manager and the yeah. organization needs to go and see if those line up and right. maybe it's just one, but try to find one because that could be the anchor. Yeah. You know, and then ease them into the other things, you well, know, to that I mean, point, one of, uh, one of my, I guess, goal ideas for the, the team individually was, Hey, think of a, a product category or, a, or a product solution that, that we haven't really, I don't know, dug into or clarified. Like, Let's come up with a, a customer solution and let's drive that from our business group. So I gave each guy a goal of, you know, kind of sp- specializing in what they're they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So for one of our guys, it's gantry. So hey, he's going to focus on, on, uh, you know, kind of finding that next generation or, or redesigning the gantry to be a little bit better, right? To drive that forward. So that's going to be one of his goals. And then another one is on manipulators. So the column and booms like. What can we do to kind of broaden our por- portfolio? Like, are there other ideas? Are there are there different types of booms that we should be offering to our customer base? Mm-hmm. And then um, the other, my other guy, he's uh, he's done a couple auger quotes, which would be like, a, you know, a, kind of a welding lathe setup, which is you know you're kind of spinning this part, and then you've got a side beam that'll they'll weld these uh, these fins on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm no I'm doing a bad job of describing it, but anyways. Um, they're just we don't really have a good turnkey solution and and so part of that was like hey yeah like make a product more more tailored to it an application exactly industry specific right? right we know there's a lot of companies building augers they're all doing it manually we were at one shop today like that was an auger right mm-hmm. um so we're you know it would be really great if we had a, a kind of a canned solution that that could be modified per the customer's request but um or their specific application but yeah we need to promote that. Yeah, you so. get the farming industry. You've got all sorts of industries. You, oh, yeah. you, you know, you got like a lot of um, environmental industries that'll go and take a soil sample. They use that type of thing mm. to go in and drill and take a sample. Oh, yeah. True. So there's all sorts of things. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, well, how will your, uh, your personal leadership and responsibility experience help you accomplish, you know, your next step, you know, in in your career. Yeah. I know, I know you're new to this job and things like right. that, but like you said, you know, you've got a three to five year type of, yeah, you know, time clock and in a sense and personal. So my personal leadership approach. Yeah. Like what, what do you, where do you think your next step is? I know mm. my, to manage more people, manage a different industry segment, be a, yeah, there, you know, again, the, with, with Lincoln, there's a lot of opportunities. So, could be a, a business segment manager. Um, you know, we could, I think long-term and I, and I've kind of expressed this, I think maybe my tenure plan would be to, to move into like a, a higher end sales manager position, whether that's a regional position or even a little bit higher. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I just got to figure out how to get there. 
Well, I think I think yeah, you know your your career path track that you've had. I mean, you have a lot of you know you're you're kind of getting groomed, you know, skill set wise to you know to be that higher level because there there's so many you, you you know to run a region or a big area. You know, you know, there's all those different applications within that region. You know, within that mm. you know part of the pie, right? And you got to learn how to go out and get you know sell that and you know, get that kind of business, you know? Right. Yeah. I think so. um, one of the benefits to the smaller company too is because we have to wear all these different hats, you know, I'm half the time I feel like a product manager mm-hmm. and a sales manager and I'm working with marketing. And um, so there's a, a lot of different uh, roles that I feel like I'm playing, which is really good experience. Um, so that's, that's beneficial. Yeah. I think, it, you know, I think with that small organization, you could wear a lot of hats, get mm-hmm. into the P&L. You know, profit yeah, and my, loss. Yeah, that's my boss. So he he manages that. Yeah, maybe maybe um, ask him to give you a little something of that, if mm-hmm. little little tasks to do, if it's if yeah. it's you know legal to do, and, and and get into that, or you know get into some other kind of. You know, so when I when I did the when I did the podcast with Dick Seif, that's something he f- wish he would have done, mm-hmm. and he was a global a senior global vp of marketing like he's a big shot right yeah. so you know like you know and, and i think those let's some of those business unit managers they they have to do all that right it's how you how you right. actually make money right yeah you know, it's you know that's it right yeah yeah there that that's the benefit also is the exposure to you know seeing what our costs are and mm-hmm. understanding what our our goals are as an organization from a margin perspective so we do get, a, I do get visibility of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was obviously driving and you know, you had, had your call on that speakerphone, but yeah, you did a hell of a job on that presentation. So it looks like you're getting well received and I think it's great. Yeah. That was, a little great. Bit I, that was a seat of the seat of the pants moment. I, I, uh, forgot that I had that 10 a.m. conference yeah. call. Oh, so it's good, it's good that you have the, you know, the computer with the, you know, the, the wireless in it. Sure. You know, my, right. my computer, they sent me like this little card and, it was too small. I put it in there, like disappeared, and then like a the SIM card. Yeah, like an idiot. I went in there with like a pair of tw- tweezers and tried to get it out, and I like goosed the whole mm. thing. So I like I didn't get it fixed or whatever. But mm. so I don't have that ability on my computer. But you know, I'm not driving on the road doing a uh, WebEx. Yeah. But how old's that computer? That little computer? No, I don't know. It's quite what you know. Why well, should I get a new one? You Probably. Know? All right. Well, and I'll, they started upgrading those computers like seven six or seven years ago did they really yeah all right well maybe i need to get a new computer well they're thanking you the company's thanking you for well some of them are, i saw the computer one guy had was in the office it looked, it looked like he threw it down on the ground a bunch of times thing was all beat up and big <laughs> i'm just like dude so i felt bad for him so i don't know yeah i'm, I'm trying to get a new phone it's the squeaky wheel effect right so yeah. if you're not squeaking you're not getting greased yeah so well, that's that's good. Why, man? It's impressive, man. I'm proud of you, man. You've, um, you know, it's cool, man. Being a manager and you, you're taking the next yeah. step and getting that experience, getting that, getting that on the old resume there. And um, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I love the the team aspect, right? The hey, we're working, we're working on this goal together, right? So we're trying to come together and and um, you know, my team in Canada, they're they're from different cultures, from different backgrounds. Yeah, how 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 you adapting to that? Yeah, so that that's um that was a I mean, I'll be honest, that was a real eye opener. So I've got, um, I've got two guys who are from Iran, right? Not Iran, 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 Iran. That's yeah. They, they've corrected me a few times. So what's the difference? So, 
I mean, not to it's be... just the way you say it. So Iran is probably more American. Oh, it's like, oh, but it's Iran. It's Iran. A, it's Iran, Iran, right? Yeah. It's okay. uh, Iran, Iran. Iran. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, that's all you're supposed to say. Yeah. You're supposed Iran. to say Iran. Yeah. Okay. Ali would be happy that I said it right. So um, yeah, I got two guys from Iran and uh, you know, their background, like um, religiously, they're, they're Muslim. Okay. And then um, I got a guy working for me now who's from India. And then my boss is from Bangladesh. And so it's just a, it's a melting pot up there, right? So the the Toronto area is very culturally diverse. Mm-hmm. They're very welcoming to um, to different cultures. And so, um, I you know I've talked to my guys, and and the one guy said he he chose he chose Canada. One he's he's getting out of Iran because you know he's looking for a better future for his his family, his daughters. Yeah. And so he first moved to Quebec, and um, you know, and he learned French like. I mean, these guys are smart. Like, they have multiple languages. Like, he had to learn French on the fly. Um, and uh, he just, I think he realized, and I can't remember exactly why he made his way down to Toronto, but um, it was it was better for him to come down there. Maybe it was a job opportunity at Lincoln or something like that. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's different. You've got to adapt. You've got to be open to change. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, culturally speaking, it's it's been really beneficial for me to, to have some different perspective yeah well i I, you know we talked in the car a little bit about uh you know you know you being a christian and things like that and you've got you got a lot of knowledge you've got me reading the bible so i'm i'm on that you know every day i read the bible and you know it's it's pretty hard to read but i right i like the story so like like you know in this turn in this current environment you know how is your your faith kind of helping you out or you know or you know, especially with maybe meeting some people with a different religion and, and right. things like that. Like, how's that? You know, how are they accepting you? The fact that you have a different religion yeah, than yeah. them so, is that a problem? Or you know, that's uh, gosh. I'm just trying to get real. It's no, like, no, I, I don't know. think we're any HR infringement here. But no, I, I think um, you know, one, they have been very accepting of me, and it's something that um, you know, I think I'm inquisitive by nature. So I've I've kind of just openly talked about and i've asked them questions and they've been so uh open with with talking about their their faith themselves right so they they uh they have varying levels of faith too so uh that was something that was kind of eye-opening to me like i'll be honest like as a as an american especially after living through 9-11 like yeah you know there are so many things that were said um about the the muslim faith that you you know it's like I don't know, you know, you don't know what to believe. Like you're just listening to the news or yeah, people of course, talking, right? So, um, but what's interesting? Well, everybody me, goes to work every day, you know. Like not everybody's up to speed on all this stuff, and all of a sudden you get punched in the mouth, and you're like, okay, what, right? what's going on? And all some people start doing stuff and start saying stuff, and it's yeah, yeah. Well, gosh, I'm, you were I'm, in the city during 9/11, weren't you? Oh yeah, I was right at the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. Yeah, I was like, come around the corner, and there it was, right after the first plane mm-hmm. hit. And then uh, I hightail it, try to hightail it to the uh, Verrazano Bridge, and they shut it down and uh, changed my life. Yeah. I mean, I quit watching movies for a long time. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Couldn't watch a movie. I really don't watch them much anymore either. Like I don't action-packed think... movies, or was it so Just real? movies in general. Really? Yeah, I just never couldn't watch a movie. I, Not I could... even like Seepless in Seattle or something like that? No, I just... Okay. You know, the notebook? Because I think it was I knew it wasn't real. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't I can't oh. I still can't put a finger on it. I just it was like a weird reaction. Yeah. I still I still don't can't tell you why. 
Wow. Maybe sometime, maybe some, some, maybe someday that'll, you know, come to me and, oh yeah, that's why. Mm. But yeah, there's some good, there's some good flicks out there right now. Oh yeah, what what are some good flicks? <laughs> uh, I did see the new James Bond. And oh I yeah, did like No Time to Die. That was, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. Uh, I did see the Matrix Three. Oh yeah, or not? I guess it's not the Matrix Three. It would be the Ma- Matrix Four. What is it? I don't know. The latest, yeah, the Matrix Four. Well, I mean, think about that. From you know, you, we're in business. Yeah, we sell products. You know, Matrix Four. I mean, <laughs> you guys can't come up with anything anything else. Like, what is reboot. this other one? It's a reboot. What is this other one? Uh, Encanto. Disney. You know, the guy with the car and the bald head. He's driving around. Oh, Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious. What is it? Up, we're up 20? I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, uh, first of all, those, you know, you see those cars going forever. They'd run out of gas. Mm, that's true. <laughs> their engines would blow. They're, yeah, they're redlining that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. I always have a gun. Oh, boom, boom. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> just I'm trying to think. I did. I think I did see a decent movie the other day. Which one was that? Yeah, it, it might come to me through our conversation. So, yeah. So your faith, like, so yeah. you said there's different levels, so they're accepting you. Oh, that's that's well, cool. So I mean, you know, you know, I I I did not grow up going to church. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I went I went to church a couple times. I was in uh, I was in Boy Scouts, so I started in kindergarten through tiger cubs and i actually went all the way through to uh to eagle scout Mm -hmm. and the the troop that that i was part of in just based out of manaway ohio troop 575 for any of those 575 troop 575 you still got a badge or whatever i mean i probably somewhere yeah in a box (laughs) i actually wore as a halloween costume not too long ago did you really it still fit you yeah yeah no way it's like putting on the wedding dress right wow yeah, I don't think it would fit me right now, though. That was a couple of years ago. But um, so in scouting, so the, our Boy Scout troop, we met at a local Catholic church. Okay. And so I remember my scout master was very Catholic. And, you know, he was like, Wyatt, when you turn 18, I'm going to convert you to Catholicism. And I was like, oh, okay. So I tell my mom, and my mom's like, that's not happening. You know, so you're just like, what? Yeah. You know, you wrestle, and I'll say, like, I always knew, I, I had a, a, like, a feeling, like, a belief that there was something out, like, bigger than me, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you kind of just, I don't know, I, I personally felt, even though I didn't go to church, I felt like there, there had to be a God, like, from a, I don't know, this is just, again, my belief that you look at humanity, like, we're intelligently designed, that's just, you know, I just have a hard time believing that, bang, we just happen to be the most intelligent creatures on the planet and you know you look at the human eye for example like it's just there's so much that goes into that oh yeah you know i I, I, so anyways from an intelligent design standpoint i just i believe that there was the god but without any real direction you know what what do you do with that so boy scouts you know we met in a catholic church learned the lord's prayer things like that but that was about the extent of it On, on some you know weekend trips sometimes we'd we'd stop at a local local church or something. Mm-hmm. So, but then, you know, I met my wife and, uh, she grew up going to church. So I started going to church with her. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Yeah. And so, you know, I, you start listening to, and you know, I had the benefit of going to, um, a, a pretty well-known church with a really good pastor, Alistair Begg based out of Cleveland. And, uh, you oh, know, yeah? 
he's just what he said made sense to me so you you know you do what you probably any christian should do or any anybody who's interested in religion you start reading the book that they're they're referencing right so got myself a bible and you start looking through it reading it and and evaluating it for yourself and so that's what i did and you know you have to come to the conclusion of okay is jesus do i believe that jesus is who he said he was right Mm -hmm. Uh, either a he really is god or b he's a lunatic right he's claiming that he's god but if he's not god then he's you know crazy he's somebody who's doing whatever he wants but you know that that that's kind of the 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 point in the road that you have to come to right yeah but it, on the on the latter we talked a little bit about sinning and you know i did a little podcast on truth and mm-hmm. you know, it's in edit right now so you know i'm trying to be truthful truthful in your speech truthful in what you do you know and it's you know being truthful to yourself and that's where it starts right so mm-hmm. if you're you know the latter part of your statement someone's crazy and doing these crazy things then yeah well we you see can... we see that all around us right with you know even these movies you know shooting and all this other stuff you know it's you know so there there is a god i believe and you know and you know you you can really simplify your life if you go back to some basic teachings yeah. of the bible like it, you don't need a lot right there's yeah, freedom now, in it yeah, the there's weird freedom. part, right? Yeah. So there's, you, you know, a lot of people look at religion as like all these rules, and but there's there's freedom in the sense that, you know, you, you're you're following some some guidelines. You you build a foundation, mm-hmm. right? Something to fall back on. Back to your point, like principles, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's really what biblical teaching is all about. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just grading good habits. And if you right. go back and like, I've been reading, you know, like I read the Bible every day. Like you gave me that Bible study. It's a huge book. I mean, there's a lot to, do. Yeah. you know, but I, and I'm keeping up and uh, I've told somebody else, I, I, I can't really tell you what I'm reading, but I'm just doing it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to read. So I'm yeah. improving my just skill set of reading and, you know, it's, you do know, you, the sections aren't. Do you like, know what version you have? Are you, are you reading like king james where there are thou's and these and stuff like that no or, i'm reading like an international version oh I mean, the I niv yeah 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 that that's more like common tongue oh, i don't I, 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 I was i was no, on barnes good. and nobles and i just like that one looked pretty it was bigger i'm like yeah. i get a bigger book i want to get like a little like a little baby book and be sure. sitting there with a micro or a, does it have know. a commentary at the bottom like it kind of explains maybe what the passage is saying no no it doesn't have that oh, anytime, okay. but i'll show it to you yeah no it's fine i mean it's fine i can read it the, you know it was just a bit you know bigger print i didn't sure. want to be like oh, okay. having to wear you know your reading glasses yeah yeah i mean i have a stigmatist so i don't re- have reading glasses anyways but i didn't want to be like you know something like really small and yeah. squinting sure you know you know, falls apart, you right. know, so these little thin, you know, paper yeah. things that they have. So, but no, I think it's good. So like we talked in the car a little bit, like what are, you know, what are some, what are, what's a good story to, that you maybe use to relate to your current position or your success, or is there anything you ever, uh, every, 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 anything you think about that, that keeps man. you going? And yeah, there's, there's, you know. there's honestly a lot. So you could, you know, there's a, a parable of the talents is a good one. So in this uh, in this parable or story, right? Jesus, That's what a parable is? Yeah. It's a story, it's a, okay. It's, a, it's like a, a lesson to be learned, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the parable of the talents is, you know, God has given 
or okay so it's like the master of a property or something like right the the lord will say of a of a i don't know i I think back of like british times or something like that right the the governing i don't even know so anyways they call it the the, the, he was the master of the the property okay of a a property yeah so he's leaving uh to go away for some bit and he leaves some some treasure with three of his employees Mm -hmm. right so he tells them you know hold this hold this money for me and he goes away on uh on business right or something he just goes away for vacation so the first guy gets this money and he reinvests it and he i think he tenfolds the the value right so he makes 10 times the the money of or 10 times the profit on whatever was given to him by the master Mm -hmm. the second guy guy does it and he gets i don't know three or four times the the value of what was given to him right Mm -hmm. the third guy takes that treasure that coin i guess yeah i think the guy gives him the master gives him like each one coin the one guy goes and he buries that coin and when the master comes back you know the first guy goes master i've i've made you 10 times the amount and the master's hat you know pleased with him and the second guy master i've made you three or four times the amount and uh the master's like oh he's, he's pleased with him too and the third guy he goes master i I knew you were going away, so I hid that treasure, and I have that coin. And the master is, you know, disappointed in what this guy was given. So really, the, the it's the story of the talent. So it's like the talent is a coin, and that talent represents, like, what are the resources that are given to you, and what are you doing with them, mm. right? Are you just squandering them, or are you just burying them, or are you, are you using your talents to, you know, better society, better your neighbor, like you know better yeah. the lives of people in your your circle so yeah i think that's that's a great story yeah that's yeah, a great story i mean you know the, the guy that buried the coin he just buried it and forgot about it and just kept showing up and humpty dumpty through life you know right so yeah well and so it goes on like the master ultimately says uh, i'm going to take your coin away from you and i'm going to give it to the ones who actually did well with with the resources that mm-hmm. i gave them you know, so that's yeah. He never he didn't give instruction, so it was it was pretty much up to the individual right. to use his, you know, personal leadership, personal responsibility to yeah. to do something with it and something good with it. And so the other two, like the guy that did it tenfold and fourfold, did they have to give that profit back to the master or or just what they what the master had given them? No, he yeah. They, I mean, they gave the, the story. I think goes on that they they gave it all to the master, but oh, the master was okay. well pleased with them, right? So. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, because they were employees, right? There, okay, I get it. I get it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's an analogy with what your career is. You know, you've taken all these different opportunities, maximized them. Yeah. You know, and uh, that you know that's that's how you get where you have to get, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's great. But I mean, you just you open up the book of Proverbs, and it's just like, you know, all the guidance that you could mm-hmm. that you could want, right? So, there's a lot there. And, yeah, yeah, and then you're um, you're going to be a father here, right? You're well, you and your wife are <laughs> so, adopting or something. Yeah, we're we're going through the adoption process. We started mm-hmm. that uh, actually last May, so it's uh, it's February. So the the process is long. Um, we went through home studies, we did mm-hmm. um, trainings, we did that, and we got pretty much all the paperwork, everything done. I I want to say by the beginning or the end of August, somewhere in August, and so. Pretty much September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, so we've been waiting for like six months 
Um, and you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're patiently waiting. Okay. Is there, is there some kind of date or, or no, or no, no, nope, no date. Nope. So but you've kind of passed all the requirements is yeah. what you're saying. Yep. But there's a lot of families that are looking to adopt and we're not, mm. we're not going through the foster care system. We're going through an agency that specializes in, in finding, uh, infants. Mm. So that that's was, great. Yeah. That was the thought we we're with the first, uh, with the first go around. We'll see. We'll see if we want more kids after that. Yeah, that's great. We, we had some friends over, they've got four daughters and, uh, we, you know, they're, they're great people, great friends, but they were over for like four hours and their four daughters were, you know, they're coloring and playing and it, like my wife and I were exhausted afterwards and they're not even our kids. We were <laughs> like just hanging out. My wife's like, I want one kid. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. Well, it's, 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 it's a, um, Learning curve, just like anything else, sure. right? Yeah. You get a, you you get a stamina. Yeah. yeah. You can always do more than you think you can. You know? Right. So. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Wyatt, I think this is a great podcast. And I know we talked about, you know, doing it. And, uh, yeah, I think we've covered, you know, all my questions. And is there anything else you'd like to talk about? What's What's next for Sean Bradley? What's next for me? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I just kind of took over the old. The, all the old New York office, so I got to get that all up to speed. So it's mm. pretty big, uh, pretty big job. I mean, you know, I've always mentored someone over there, but now it's all you know. I got the got the whole thing lock, stock, and barrel. That kind of just fell in my lap. So didn't really plan that. So I'm just really trying to get my system. I have systems, you know. But you've kind of always been the New York guy. Yeah. Right. New Jersey, New York. It's yeah. I don't know why that it's is. It's been a lot of turnover in New York. I mean. Yeah. They. Yeah, some people call me like the rock in New York for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Yeah, no, I like it out here. I I just uh, well, I I know I know everybody that you know. I know a lot of people and and, and yeah, I don't you know. I just never. I mean, you know, I had some opportunities like to, to go to L.A. and stuff like that, but it just wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't really. It, to me, it wasn't really where I wanted to be. It, hmm. it was just you know. I'm better off in New York and that, you know, that worked out, but no, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's what's going on. And, you know, but again, I'm, like I said, you know, I'm turned 50 this, this year. Well, I'm going to be, well, I'm going to be 51 this year. So still playing hockey. Yeah. We're going to see, yeah, we're going to play, yeah, play hockey and, oh, oh, Barbara and I got engaged. So that's, uh, that's exciting. You know, so that's pretty cool. Do you have a date? We don't have a date yet. Okay. We've, you know, we've both been there before, but sorry. <laughs> seeing how that goes. Sure. Right? So, yeah, that's a good question. What about Bradley Basics? What's yeah, Bradley Basics. Well, yeah, I've 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 kind of I think I've done a good job with career planning. Uh we talked about uh you know, I, I, I this little podcast that I'll have before this one that I'll post, you know, the Borrowed Futures is a real good resource for any college person that is thinking, you know, there you need money to go to school and there's different people, there's different grants. There's a lot of other people in that space that are like, you know, they really in that space they have books they have knowledge and so that's a good podcast to to listen to there's there's a lot of people that are in some serious trouble mm. financial trouble um there's one story that this one girl that you know did everything right and you know just didn't really rise i guess really didn't understand compounding interest and you know she was telling a story brought a tear to my eye just listening to it where she was going to i think a part of san diego a real nice place she used to go there with her mother or something like that and then she she was in such dire straits in her mind that she felt like maybe I should just drive over the cliff. Oh, wow. 
you know, of, I just because of college debt. Because of college debt, mm. you know, and and you listen to this girl and listen to some other people, and you're going, my my God, this is just well, that's, this is that's hopelessness, this, this right? Just, yeah, it's just crazy. And like I said, there's a lot of people in that space, and and but, but the last podcast of that whole series, there's like eight of them. You know, companies are starting to. Again, I'd have to do some more research. This is what was said. You know, companies are starting to look at employees differently, mm-hmm. want a higher character, and they're not really looking at that college degree as the, the way they used to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, once it starts, because it's just too much money. It just doesn't pay. I was I was talking with a young young mother, and her husband were looking at some planning, and you know, the you know due to this little calculator thing they had, I think it was a you know, five twenty nine or whatever the you know whatever that government program is again you know that if it, if the rate of college keeps going the way it is it's going to be eight hundred thousand dollars a year for oh. to send her child to school she's like that's not worth it you know the the average net worth of somebody in this country is you know seventy nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars why would you why would you go to a why would you do anything that one year of it co- is the net worth of the average person in the united states i mean this country is at 30 trillion dollars in debt now, that equates to ninety thousand dollars of debt for each each citizen within this in the United States. Wow. That's what that means. Uh, so, you know, it's, hmm. you know, you ask me what the next step would be. I'd, yeah, I'd love to get involved and take some inefficiencies out of some of these systems. You know, I don't know how I'd get there, but um, I'm doing some research on homeschooling. A lot of people are homeschooling. Yeah. You know, and what's nice about that is, you know, I haven't, you know, if someone is accelerating a subject, they can keep going. But a lot of times in these other, you know, traditional education, if someone's behind, they have to kind of wait for this person to catch up. And it's right. It seems like it's a little more nimble. So did I, you, I did I, you have any homeschoolers that came into high school? No, no, I never did. No, we had. Uh, I can think of a few. And what's interesting is so, the 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 guy that I'm I, there's a guy and a girl that I'm thinking of. They one came into high school around ninth grade so you know through eighth grade he was homeschooled okay and uh there's the stigma is that there's a social disconnect a lot of times when homeschoolers come back into a public setting Mm -hmm. right and i think that's true because they're so used to interacting with older like they're interacting with adults a lot of times but yeah some of these hybrid systems where they're bringing homeschoolers together in small groups that's they're trying to help navigate that, uh, the social aspect. They're they're getting them involved in you know school sports, you know outside of um, the homeschooling. But um, man, it always seemed like the homeschool kids came in smarter than where we were, right? Like from a public school standpoint, mm-hmm. they I don't know if you know a lot of them. You think about the again back to inefficiencies, right? Like when you are homeschooled. You know what your coursework is. You can knock that out in a, f- a few hours in a day, right? Yeah. Versus going to it's school. It's more like for... college if you think about it. Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, public school was, was really designed to help parents who are going to work, right? It's like. Oh, it's more. It's merely, you know, public school is designed back in the World War, you know, one or World War Two days to hmm. get people ready to go to into a factory. Right. That's what that was all about. Work the nine to five or the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, seven to three, I guess, in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, these yeah these kids were always from a a bookwork perspective. It always felt like they were more advanced, but then the whole social dynamics of gosh kids right and 
bullying and things like that that we all had to go through and deal with and navigate. Yeah, yeah but if you not in if you're not in a public school setting, you don't have to deal with that. Right. No one needs to deal with that. Yeah. When you got to scuffle a guy, beat up a guy. I mean, you know, like sometimes that that's when people get you know are subjected to to violence. Yeah. I mean, I don't think being subject to violence is a good thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think you need to learn how to protect yourself if something like that goes down. But right. you know, to fit in or have the the yeah. clothes or you know the bullying and stuff like that and you know you know i mean try to go party and someone shuts the door on you i had that happen when i was younger you know like (laughs) older kids you know i'm in ninth grade you're in seventh grade you know (laughs) what what are you doing over here in our area what what (laughs) (laughs) sean's partying in seventh grade you know so it's like (laughs) yeah uh, you know yeah so i well well, you know, like I said, I'm doing some research on that, and yeah. it seems to me right out of the gate that it's a more classical education, teaching people how to think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to get back to basics, you know, learning how to read properly. I wish I would have learned how to do that earlier on. I'm doing it now. You know, math, I was always good in math and, and writing. You, know, you have those kind of skills. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can use those skills to, to learn more and more things and communicate and yeah, so that's, you know, I don't know if I'm asking my question. I'm not sure what I want to do, Why? You know, I'm just, uh, yeah, Tr- just trying to stay positive, you know? Yeah. It's easy to get negative, man. It's easy to, you know, watch things and what's going on and watch oh, BS, look at that, you know, or, or just kind of look at it and understand it and move on. I, I think when I'm, you know, answer a real question, I think I'm work on some solutions. I got to work on some solutions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, the next phase of Bradley Basics is, you know, you know, work on, that's why I kind of asked you some pointed questions about your personal leadership and responsibility to, you know, I'm going to kind of build those things out. And, uh, I did this little solo podcast on truth and kind of went over Jordan Peterson's fourth rule of life. So I might start looking at some of these books I'm reading and come up with some solo thoughts. Yeah. What if you, you created know? your own book club? Bradley Basics book club. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Bradley Basics, uh, you know, there's a, I have a Bradley Basics reads page on my website. Okay, so yeah. you can definitely go there and take a look at all the books that I read. Yeah, you know, not that I'm anybody special, but these are things that I'm interested in. So, any 2021 highlighted books that you really enjoyed? Well, I'm reading one on. It's called Salt. Mm. It's kind of interesting, just the history of salt and how you know that shaped a lot of things in the world like basic piping like in china they they had like methane gas coming out of where they were trying to get salt and people thought it was like you know some voodoo or something and it was like methane gas and these guys were passing out and and then they ended up piping it out of there and like created these bamboo pipes wow the different trade routes uh roads you know over in uh you know in italy and stuff Hmm. you know roads it was pretty amazing you know um, people uh would go and conquer people for salt and it was expensive you know because it was a way to preserve food wow so that that's a cool book i'm reading i'm getting through that one um wrote one on virtues that's that's pretty cool um you know read one on the boomers you know you take you know i'm trying to figure out why a lot of things are happening you can kind of trace it back to 1960 and mm. all these different things and you know there's a big grief industry in this country people make money on grief Oh, you can. It's a multi-billion-dollar business. 
I think it's going to swing back. I think it's you're going to have a truth industry that's going to come out of this. Mm. I think people have had it. You know, and we talked about that book, you know, History of Social from um, from Plato to the present. That's a really good book as well. That, that lays out some history, you know. And, the, the, you know, we, I've said that with the, the, the podcast of Jack Lennox, you know, about how society goes with three, three phases, you know. It goes from, um, you know, productivity to be prosperous, promiscuous, and then pain. So I think, you know, you, you, you know, I think people, a lot of people are, are in this prosperous, uh, now they're in this promiscuous phase sure. and now the pain's coming. And after that, the productivity focus on being product productive yeah. with yourself, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, those are, yeah, there's some good books. I got a lot of them that I have, you know, I've got another one that I got to read. It's a uh, selling sin. Oh, It's just about the industry of like, Remember tobacco? Oh, that doesn't, oh, yeah, that doesn't bother you. That's that's a healthy thing, and you know, no, it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah, selling sin. You yeah, know? it's. Uh, but I think that's where technology can ward off that stuff. You know, like well, that, that's not right. You know, so yeah, just like yeah, there's just all sorts of stuff. I mean, I can probably people think I'm bizarre, but you know, I don't know. This <laughs> those are those are some books I'm into. You know, yeah. But they're on the, they're on the website, Bradley Basics Reads. Yeah, and I and I and I moved. You know, I was on Instagram for a while, just posting some different Bradley Basics sayings. I and now, now I just migrated over to uh, Locals, Telegram, uh, Getter, Parlor. Um, you know, Rumble. I'm gonna start doing Rumbles. Another like, that's gonna that's a you know it's a parallel economy form forming. You know, Rumbles like an alternative to YouTube. Mm. So that's that's a pretty good one. Yeah, so there's just there's some different different uh, places to go. Wow, where stuff Getter's pretty neat, but all these platforms I can share a book, I can share a podcast. So if you're following me on those platforms, you can just click listen to the podcast. You don't you don't have to subscribe. You know, with Instagram, you can't do that kind of thing on that platform. It's just not that it's not really not functional. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but yeah, you know, so that's that's kind of what I'm doing. No TikTok. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I hear a lot of people talking about TikTok. You could have a Bradley Basic dance too, to go along with your Bradley Basic theme song. Yeah, the t- yeah, the, the dance. Yeah. Yeah. What would that be like? The curly shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him some roller skates and like uh, skate around or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's what. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. So. But uh, yeah. No. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Yeah, so. Absolutely. All right. Well. Always hey. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well. Hey. Thanks for your time. Hey, everybody. Like always at Bradley Basics. Uh, appreciate your time and uh, enjoy the day. Take care.